gather round, gather round, join us for a spell. There is magic to be found, and stories here to tell. Feed the fire, merry meet, dare to more than dabble. All are welcome at our hearth for a little bonfire babble. Bonfire babble. Welcome to the bonfire. Exploring magic with two modern witches. I'm Corey. And I'm Dada. Hi, everybody. Hello. Welcome back. Oh, welcome oh, back. Yeah. yeah, we're doing a new series, you all. We are. And Dada, this was such a smart idea and I love it. Would you like to tell us all what it is? We're going to talk about traditional and non-traditional and colonial versions of moon names and sometimes how they came about. Full moon specifically, Full moon specifically. And who you think has full moon names for their full moons and don't actually, or maybe they do, but I can't find the actual resource and we'll talk about that incredible so i'm very excited about this one because i work with a lot of the full moon names mm -hmm. and yeah so i'm excited i don't as much i did last year a little more mm -hmm. than i had previously but you all know i've said this before i usually forget when the full moon is coming it's always a surprise to me i look up and go oh hey <laughs> But see, there she is. that's one of the things, that's one of the reasons I love the full moon names is because when you go, oh shit, it's a full moon, you can go, okay, what's the name of this full moon? Where? And we're going to talk about all the different names you can draw from. I don't have any babbling. I don't either. I don't either. We're recording everybody. We're recording the same day that we're on New Year's Eve. New Year's Eve, baby. All right. Yeah. Let's go to the library. Let's do it. Okay, yes. this time, Corey has almost all of the library. I do? I think so. I mean, you well, have a pretty good chunk here in your notes. Do I? Yes. I think I didn't print out a page. Amazing. I, before I brought some names from around the world, courtesy of NASA. NASA, we love you, NASA. We all NASA. know how much we love NASA. Oh, we do. I love NASA. Love it. I'm very excited for Halley's Comet because I won't be able to see it probably because of where I live, but I know NASA's going to have my back. When is it? Don't Do you remember. Know? It's okay. coming up. It's this year, <sighs> I think. Wow. I'm pretty sure. Yes. I remember seeing it back back in the day. Back in May. <laughs> when I was younger than you. Yeah. Maybe yeah. it's not this year. I don't remember, but I remember seeing something about it. It's soon. It's soon. And I know that NASA's going to have my back. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, some other names for the January, some names for the January moon. There is the wolf moon, the ice moon, the moon after Yule, the old moon, the Shakambari Purnima, the Paush Purnima, the Taipusam festival moon, the Ananda Pagoda festival moon, the Durutu Poya, and the full moon of Tabu Shavat. Super sorry in advance for any pronunciation errors there. I did my best. All I was going to say is I'm so jealous of your ear. Look at you pronounce those things like Ugh. a pro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Garabmagagagat. That would be Irish. Irish. Yeah. <laughs> Not good Irish. No, it's getting. <gasps> I think it's great. Ichtalim aden agasim. I like bread with butter. <laughs> I do too. Anyway. <laughs> 
courtesy of the Farmer's Almanac, some other names that Dada I know is going to get into a little bit more, some mm-hmm. of them probably, are the Bear Moon, the Bear Hunting Moon, the Goose Moon, which is a Pacific Northwest specific, apparently. The Celtic name is the Stay Home Moon. The Algonquin name is the Sun Has Not Strength to Thaw Moon, which I love. I love that. It's exactly what it is on the tin. There's the When Snow Blows Like Spirits in the Wind Moon. Mm. There is the Cold Moon. There is Moon of the Strong Cold. And the Moon When Snow Drifts into Tipis. Okay, so now I have to tell you. Yes. That stay-at-home moon. Shouldn't all they be stay-at-home moons? And I'm going to dive into the fact that I cannot find any historical evidence of that name of that name for celtic people except the farmer's almanac but i'll get into that in a moment we're gonna get into that so that's my library stuff my sources are nasa and the farmer's almanac i am so sorry i can't remember if it is the farmer's almanac or the old it is it's the old is it the old one it is because i went to it as well yeah yeah these are some of the names from all over pretty northern hemisphere mm-hmm. um, i unfortunately don't have a lot of intel on what they're called in the southern hemisphere or if it's the same because the weather's not the same right it's, it's hot not. in january not hot but yeah hot it's summertime in the southern hemisphere so i did a little bit of research on that and yes. had a really hard time finding southern hemisphere as well nice so this is mostly northern hemisphere and a lot of those names come from Native American tribes all over North America. The Americas. The Americas. One that I've worked with since my early days in 1998 is January Wolf Moon was one of my favorites. And that is a colonial adapted name. Mm -hmm. Cherokee called it the Cold Moon. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to try to pronounce this. Navdakana Woga. Most of the tribes lived lunarly as did the celts the irish scottish all those they lived on a lunarly calendar a lot of asia yeah until it was the one before the gregorian there's one before the gregorian calendar and then the gregorian calendar and so the cherokee people changed their names adapted their names for that first calendar which i should be able to remember the name of and then again for the gregorian calendar so the wolf moon the julian calendar the julian calendar thank you thank you thank you but i still work with the wolf moon and i work with the wolf because i'll tell you that out at the bonfire i realize i'm skipping ahead the celts the celts scottish irish I cannot find any citation except in the old Farmer's Almanac. And the Farmer's Almanac did not cite where they get their information from. They talk about the fact that some of these names are adapted by Europeans mm-hmm. and colonial and they can and Anglo-Saxon and also Native American tribes. And they're really great about giving that credit. They just don't say where they got that information. Sure. And I wrote to them. So hopefully that'll come. And I did a deep dive because of the Celtic moons. And I was like, oh, I should know these better. (laughs) So I went to Laura O'Brien's class on moons. And 
it was just about how important the phases of the moon and the different traditions that Irish people use for the particular phases versus what Wiccan has developed. Developed, sure. But there were no names for each month of the moon. That seems to be a very Native American thing. But I also found a great site from 2016. I'll put it in the show notes. It is called LunarPhasePro.com. But again, he didn't cite his sources. Oh, frustrating. And since it's 2016, I don't think he's written on it since 2021, but I wrote to him anyway to try to find out. But he has Southern Hemisphere, what he could find for January. South Africa, he found... he commented on Wiccan and North America and colonial America and the American Dakota, Indian Dakota and the Sioux, American Indian other. I have no clue what that means other. So the Choctaw, the Cherokee, New Guinea, Neo-Pagan, English medieval, the Celtic Ogham, which I will talk about out of the bonfire. Celtic, just Celtic, and Chinese. Yeah. It's fascinating, but there's no... I would like to put a call out to our Southern Hemisphere listeners. I know we have a few. We do. If you are hearing this and you're always like, I don't want to email you. I don't know what I would say. We would love, please, for you to email us with what y'all call your moons. Mm -hmm. And if it's different and... Or if that's just not really a thing that a lot of nations in the Southern Hemisphere do. Because that's also a possibility. Yeah. But we live in the Pacific Northwest and we live in a very like Western magic sort of inundated Mm -hmm. space. And so I would love to know. Yeah. That's why I was excited to see and was going to share. And I did did just share the, I'll share the website. Mm -hmm. I just can't vouch for it. I don't know how legit it is. But in any case. Disclaimer. Disclaimer. Yeah. But it's fascinating (laughs) what he's written down. That's what I have for the library. And I'm excited to head out Let's to do the bonfire. It. Absolutely. I've got other names. Yeah. Because, of course, we're going to talk about Zodiac names. Yes. I have a fun thing to tell you when we okay. get there. Okay. So something I did for the research of this, I looked up what it sounds like when wolves are howling. Mm. And I found a video called 30 Wolves Howling Together. And I just shut my eyes and listened to it. And I got such heebs and jeebs, but like the good kind, but also the part of my brain that is not evolved yet, because we just have it there still, the little lizard guy in there, was like, hey, run, stupid. Hey, stupid, run. Run now. Run now. There are predators here. And I was like, hey, brain, we're fine. (laughs) I can stop this noise at any time. It's all right. Wow. Um, Because it's... I'll just say it's fucking spooky. It's so spooky. And it's there's this range of pitches that hit and make your bones go run (laughs) Ah! (laughs) or freeze. (laughs) Also, that was like it got me thinking because I'm a narrator in my brain and I write stories for things in just a moment. Right. I was like, I can see people who don't have electricity and are in the darkness of winter and that bright full moon and they're hearing those sounds come from from the forest or from across the plain or whatever like that's the scariest shit i've ever heard 
Yeah. Of course they're magical, mythical, mystical beings. It sounds like the gods are yelling at each other. Yeah. And they're mad about something. (laughs) Mommy and daddy are pissed. (laughs) And of course, if you're working magic and you're hearing that, you're listening to those frequencies, the power or the fear that you take from hearing those wolves. And they used to say because the wolves are hungry because they didn't know any better and yes they probably were but they're also they're talking to each other yeah they're they're hollering yeah they're communicating and they're talking about where the prey is where it's not where we're gonna meet because the light is bright and they're like i can see yeah let's hunt now and because they're in the winter and i was gonna look this up scientifically but in the winter, sound carries further. I swear Bears to God then. it does. Yeah. And it's cold. It just is. There's something about carrying the ability for that cold air to carry the frequencies. Not to mention there aren't a lot of people out doing things or tilling. They're in their houses with their fires. And so. And if you can see the full moon, there's no clouds. Yeah. Which means it's not raining. Yeah. Which means there's nothing in the air to stop sound from traveling. I just love it. Yeah. I, Please look it up. It's yeah, it, I have listened to wolves and whale sounds for since before I was called myself a witch. The wolves in particular, I have been in love with for forever. I used to adopt wolves. I used to donate to still do yeah. to Wolf Haven, and that was a couple times my kids took me there for my birthday. I was so, Quest Track. I know. Uh, I know oh, some stuff. yeah. I all the wolf sanctuaries. They are amazing. And so working with the wolf energy, because that was one of the first animals that came to me in my meditations and what made me part of what made me start to seek, where am I? What craft is this? And how I found witchcraft in Wicca and then moved on from that to Irish and on Morgan working with that wolf energies and they are just one of the things I like about this moon and again I want to remind you this is an Anglo a European adapted moon because the other moon I'm going to talk about is the Cherokee moon what they call it but the wolf moon for me because I had that relationship with the wolf it's just magic that I tap into quickly and it's powerful and sometimes it's vicious and sometimes it's gentle and loving and pack and community. It's all those things that we observe about animals that we can take as metaphors or actual reality and apply them to our magical life. And that's one of the reasons I love that. It's also why I love the name of the cold moon. Mm-hmm. And it's also why I like that it's a Leo moon every January. And zodiac stuff. Because zodiac names for each of the full moons, really valid could do a whole episode just on zodiac moon names i'm gonna pass it back to you and then i have some more stuff to say about the cold moon i i'm i want to hear about the cold moon. oh you do oh okay all right this is from david wolf and he's a cherokee descendant and he has a website called i don't remember it's called i don't remember no (laughs) it's called i've written it down and i'll put it in the show notes but i'm gonna read what he talks about it and then i'd love to chat with you about it okay the cold moon, January is known as Onlavatana, and it, uh, January means windblown. But the cold moon, this is the time season is a time for personal and ritual observance, fasting and personal purification. 
Of course, it would lend itself to that if you were out of food. Doing that consciously, I think, would help you get through not having food, right? During this season, families prepare for the coming of the new season, starting in Windy Moon on Yui. I hope I'm pronouncing this right, you are all on Yui or March. Personal items and tools for planting are repaired, new ones are made, stories about ancestors and family are imparted to the younger ones by the elders, a midwinter or a cold moon dance, which I cannot wait to investigate more. The cold moon dance is usually held in the community as well, marking the passing or ending of one cycle of season and welcoming the beginning of the new cycle. Hearth fires are put out and new ones made. The putting out of fires and lighting new ones. How scary would that have been? How scary would that have been back then? Is it going to light again? Anyway. Yeah, that's so, yeah. it's a risk for yeah, sure. It is. It, it, anyway. The putting out of fires and lighting of new ones anciently is the duty of a certain priest or certain clans and coincides with the first new arrival of the morning star, the sun's daughter, now called Venus in the east. And I love that. Venus is the sun's daughter in their mythology. I think that's wild. (sighs) Is it the same Venus that we are thinking of when we think of? It's the planet Venus. Okay. Oh, the planet Venus. Yeah. Okay, great. So it's the second it's the second planet from the sun. Right. Mercury, Venus, Earth, and Mars. You'll find these planets among the stars. Jupiter, Saturn, Uranus, Neptune, and don't forget poor Pluto. Oh my gosh. I don't know that song and I want to learn it. I also know all the states in order alphabetically because of songs. You will have to teach me. <laughs> I, the idea that, because now that we've assigned the planet, the Roman greek goddess venus then to take that as the sun's daughter i just i don't know there was something about it that would just magically hit me and sent sparks and tinglys all over my heart and body i just loved that i love that i'm excited i want to read this book by david wolf oh it's not a book oh it's a website oh and he does each month, and I'm going to share them each month because I'm going to focus on uh, some of the Cherokee stuff because of my brothers, uh, yeah. and I feel connected to that. And because these moon names are so based in Native American indigenous people's lore, I, without appropriating mm-hmm. and only with practices that are open and always with respect and knowledge that it's coming from there i'm wondering how much of this we can incorporate if you're in the northern hemisphere Mm -hmm. if you are near your tribe so like i'm gonna stick with cherokee even though we're in the duwamish because of my your connection to my family yeah i'm fascinated to learn even more than i already do about the naming of moons of the monthly moons not just the phases i definitely for this episode, I was like, I don't really know where to even start here. So that's why I brought a little more broad information. But yeah. now going into next month, I really want to explore more of like non-Western systems and traditions and yeah. names like the names all across what is now India, mm. Pakistan, like a- East Asia. Did you find names for I had some names? In there. Oh, that's yeah, yeah. excellent. Yeah, that's yeah excellent. for sure. I, w- I want to do that as well. Yeah. I'm hoping that I can get to a library, a physical library. I'm hoping they'll let me in Suslo, you all. Do you want to go on a library Washington. I would love to do that. Because I love the downtown library. That's oh, my fave. I would love to do that. Because I think we could find some 
more stuff. Yeah. <laughs> With Make photocopies. Yeah. And then uh, the uh, last thing that I specific to the moon that I wanted to talk about moon name was Leo. Yeah. Uh, can we talk about the fact that, you know, Conowen talks about what moon is coming up and what magic you can do with the Zodiac and working with the energy of the Zodiac. I've been doing a ton of reading about how planets affect our bodies and how they affect our energy. And they're so far away, but yet the energy is here. Mm -hmm. And what I love about this too is that I remember every once in a while, we have the energy from a planet or a star and it is old. Old, so old. I was literally just thinking about that. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it could, that star could be dead already. And we have the gift of whatever energy frequency is coming down for that. Amazing. We've discussed that that's one of the things that I can't think too hard about. Okay. Because I'll get existentially freaked out. But just like the time and the things that are being far away, but us seeing them, even though they're far away, that like really freaks my being. Yeah. Uh, but I think it's amazing. It is. Mm-hmm. So this moon also, if you aren't attached to the cold moon and all the stuff we just mm-hmm. read or a wolf and you want to focus on the Zodiac, one of my daughters is a Leo and it is vast and beautiful all of the qualities that go with a a Leo, just as with any sign. So there's the strength card, which is the card that is associated with the sign of Leo, which you need in in winter, Mm. and you don't know where your food's coming from, or it's cold and you can't work outside, or you have to stay inside all the time because it's so cold. You've got this beautiful full moon, Mm -hmm. and hopefully you can see it. I know this might sound weird. And so that I go to the star tarot card because it's time for attention and seeping in whatever you can that you may be storing to use later Mm. in order to shine. I think of the sun card. Yeah. Because the moon is reflecting the sun. Yeah, it is. It's a reflection of the sun's light. I like to think of it like through a different lens. Mm hmm. So I definitely think of the sun card, which is like a hopeful card, mm-hmm. very hopeful card, illuminating card. And also when it's cold out, Midwesterners will know this expression. Mm. It's not so bad when you're standing in the sun. <laughs> it's when you're in the shade that it gets real cold. Yeah. The sun is, it becomes even more necessary in the cold months mm-hmm. than it was in the summer. Just because we see it more in the summer it becomes even more vital when we're cold because those precious few hours of the day, that little bit of warmth you can eke out, like um, that little bit of growing that time. little bit of growing time mm-hmm. for the winter veggies. And I think about the, the fact that the cold moon is reflecting the hot sun. Mm-hmm. And I think that's beautiful to think about conceptually. Yes. Using, especially if you like cold, Tammy does not like cold. I like getting bundled up. I love to bundle. I actually love walking barefoot in snow for a couple of minutes. I don't do it for very long. Don't hurt yourself, please. When there is snow, which I don't think we're going to get this year. I don't think so either. And part of the other magic that I think comes with this moon is the opposites. Leo can be very arrogant and self-centered and it's all about me. And then they come to in a moment of realization of, oh, step back. I've been those things. I need to 
be the giving, loving person that I am. Maybe I just need to set my boundaries better. Because usually when somebody's getting all arrogant, (laughs) obnoxious, it's because they're feeling pressured or feeling not enough. Or defensive. Or defensive. And they've got imposter syndrome or they haven't taken care of themselves. So now they're blaming you for not taking care of themselves. Because yeah. we do that. Mm-hmm. We, you know, it's like, blah, blah, blah. it's like, um, I'm not the one that decided to stay up till 4 a.m. when you knew you had to get up at 8. So, you know, it. I. so I think that's another type of magic that when you're looking at that full moon and you're just deciding what to do for a full moon ritual, you can think about those things either in your life or around you or the people around you or work or wherever you like to apply your magic or feel the need to apply it this full moon. May, if I may, please jump you in. have a list here of some of the names of the moon that I actually don't have on my list. Oh, I, I thought might. you did. So for the Cree yeah. is also the cold moon. Or the frost exploding moon, I which love. I fucking love the imagery of that. I do Evocative. Too. For the Algonquin, we've got the freeze up moon, which makes a lot of sense to me. <laughs> and for the Dakota, we've got the severe moon and the hard moon. So I love the way that these names are a, at least as we can understand them in English, they are a real sort of peek into how certain people feel about them. And what's going on in the seasons. Yeah. These are named for, okay, this is what to expect in yeah. this season. It's going to freeze up. Yeah. It's going to be hard. When we get into the three months around summer, the Cherokee, three of their moons have have the word corn in them. Corn, baby. Because corn was so freaking important, which by the way, I made corn tortillas from scratch last night and I love them so much. I don't know why I don't do it more often. So good. Corey porque, has a look. Sorry. Porque es muy fácil uh, hacer tortillas y uh, somos olvidamos. Why is it easy? Oh, no, I just no, say because it's very easy because to make corn tortillas easy. and we forget. And we, yeah, it's we so easy. It's so easy. Yeah. And they're so much better. I love them so much. Anyway. Lo um, siento for the Spanglish there. I was trying to practice. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, yeah. Thank you for reading. And this is from, oh, y'all, I don't know the sources off the top of my head, so I'll, uh, but I have it somewhere, so I'll you, definitely. You all know yeah. Jazz got you in those yeah. episode notes. I totally do. Well, the cold, cold moon is making my little nose cold. Yeah, let's do it. So shall we throw some sparks Yeah, out? let's throw up some sparks. Can I, can I go first? <laughs> Please go first. Okay, so I've started doing a thing. I bought uh, a book. And that book is the spark that I want to throw up today. And it's called The Anthropocene Reviewed by John Green. I don't know if I have set this up as a spark before. I might have talked about Hank's new books, but The Anthropocene Reviewed came out in 2021. And it is a series of nonfiction essays, very short, and they are formatted in the five star review format. So he'll Mm -hmm. think of a topic that is specific to the Anthropocene or the era that we are currently in geologically, give it a rating on one out of five. John Green is such an immaculate writer. He is good. And the topics are things like the internet or Diet Dr. Pepper. What I did not expect was for the essay, the review about the 
academic decathlon to make me ugly cry. Like, it's beautiful. And then there's one about sunsets where he describes, um, I can't even remember. And it was just so gorgeous. I just read it this morning with my mom. So that's the thing that I'm doing is reading them out one or two at a time to my mom, reading aloud. And that's become our evening tradition. Sometime during the day we do that. That's so nice. And she got me the Boudicca book um, for Christmas. So we're going to read, I'm going to read that out loud next. Because it's good practice Who's, for me. And yeah. it's, and it's also just like a nice way to like spend some time together that's dedicated to that. My spark this week is the Anthropocene Reviewed by John Green. It's fucking phenomenal. And this is the same John Green who wrote Fault in Our Fault Stars. Fault in Our Stars, Looking for Alaska, <sighs> yeah. An Abundance of Catherines. Yeah, um, Let It Snow. Yeah, co-wrote on Will Grayson. Yeah, and you can find the Anthropocene reviewed on johngreenbooks.com. It's at the library. Yeah. You can get it on ebook. There's also a podcast of the same name. That's what I was just reading. I, I went while yeah. she was talking. Yeah, so, it's a yeah. podcast of the same name where he, you know, did that before it was a book. Anyway, it's extraordinary, and I love it, and I would recommend it, please. That's great. What's yours? Mine is... Cherokee.org, www.cherokee.org. It's the Cherokee Nation home, the Cherokee Nation website. I, if you live in that area, think about supporting them, or if you're just drawn to this particular tribe, think about supporting them. There are a lot of tribes you can support. I still suggest looking at where you are and if you want to find a way to pay real rent. I love land back. Yeah, I love that option. And that is what land back is about. Yeah. People are getting so freaked out about what does that mean? Does it mean I have to move? And that's not what land back is. Everybody calm down. It's about. Yeah. (laughs) Take a deep breath. Take a deep breath. (sighs) Anyway, that's it. That's everything I got for today. We're getting into the meat of January and I, for one, am stoked. Me too. It's my birthday month. It's a birthday. <gasps> Happy birthday month. Thanks. Yay. I, I, it's good that we're recording this now because I'm going to be so obnoxious about it during I love January it. proper. I love it. I love it. I love that you are. Thanks. It makes me very happy. <laughs> Shall we go and yeah. meet with Conowin? Yeah. Until next time, everyone. Be well. Act with intention. And don't forget. You are magic. Beow, 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 beow. Thank you so much for listening. Please, if you are so inclined, follow us on our socials, which is Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok at Bonfire Babble Podcast. You can also follow us or join us on Patreon at Bonfire Babble Witches on Patreon and our website at bonfirebabble.com. You can also join our community on Discord by clicking the link in our link tree. If you're into snail mail, you can send us that at P.O. Box 16341, Seattle, Washington, 98116. And if you want to do that electronic thing, we're at bonfirebabblepodcast at gmail.com. Please also, if you have a moment, leave us a rating or a review on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen. It helps us out. It also helps other people find us. Yeah, and if you do it on Apple where you can actually write something, we will shout you out your name. Thank you again for listening. Bonfire Babble Podcast recognizes that we live and record on the traditional lands of the Duwamish tribe. We honor their past and present stewardship of the beautiful land and the life-giving energy they provide. To learn more about the tribe, go to realrentduwamish.org.